Hey everybody, and welcome back to Tales of Asperon. I'd hate to sound like a broken record, but Haley couldn't make it to this episode recording. Don't worry, he's still a part of the party, and he shows up in the next episode. I'm just piloting his character for this one. I mean, come on, it wouldn't be a true D&D game if scheduling wasn't the real BBEG. Anyways, if you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line, and we just like to have as much fun as we can along the way. Follow along as our players pretend to be small-town adventurers, doing their best to put some good into the world. And my favorite part about that is that we have absolutely no idea what will happen next. It is literally at the mercy of a dice. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and, well, often problematic content that comes with Dungeons & Dragons right out of the box. In short, this just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our characters in this fun little game of make-believe we're playing. Roll high? Maybe you stop a runaway boat with nothing but an oar and your teeth? Roll low? Well, maybe your hippo comes out just wrong. Let's roll a dice and find out what happens next. Together. Last left off. Ted Wernham is having a coughing fit. Um, but, I, funnily enough, our last episode ended with the camera pulling away as Tedward was poking himself in the eye, I think? I don't remember was exactly I? why. You were going, ow, ow, ow. Why was I doing that? Um, I guess the listeners know and we don't remember, but that's okay. He was, I think he was poking himself. He lost another tooth. Oh, he was, putting another, he was trying to put another tooth yeah. back in. What? <laughs> so, um, the last episode, you, Eliel returned, um, with Rose in in hand, who seemed totally fine. Um, it seems like, at least from what Eliel said and what Rose confirmed, um, she took Rose with her because you guys had agreed that she had to stay within line of sight of at least one member of the party, and Rose counts. Um, Eliel returned with a bunch of bags and put them in the boat, and together. All of you started sailing back down the Opal River. Why does she have multiple bags? Doesn't she have any bags that, of, of, that hold things? <laughs> she does not. Um, what kind of lame-ass fairy is this? What kind of supernatural menace has bags? One that likes to be annoying. Um, mm. But you all sailed down the Opal River, um, getting one day closer to the Emerald Crossroads. Um, a few hours had passed, and... Weirdly enough, nothing happened, and that made Eliel very, very, very bored and annoyed. So she started pestering all of you, and there was a little bit of word games back and forth. Um, Tedward, you, as we previously mentioned, are holding one of your teeth that you had knocked out. I assume from you were doing something to try and prevent this boat from hitting a rock, and you were, ow, ow. So we cut right back into where we left off. The boat is making its way down the river. Um, It's about two three in the afternoon um the boat is just kind of lazily making its way down the um water south eliel is sitting at the very back of the boat her feet are like propped up against the edge of the boat dangling just above the water surface um cuddled up kind of sadly beneath the bench seat that she's uh where eliel sits is the lynx you know to be rose due to her Feywild mishap on their oh, yeah, return trip right. with eliel um, Alea, while this conversation was going on, what were you doing? I probably wandered off and took a nap. <laughs> so, at the other end of the boat, maybe you're awo- awoken by Tedward. Ow. Ow. 
you're maybe at the front of the boat taking a nap. We know you weren't asleep. Over there <laughs> making, making a shiv out of a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> That's a secret shiv. You're not supposed to say anything. Oh, I'm sorry. Shake my head. Um, now it's going to have to be your decoy shiv. <laughs> um... So I guess I, I I wake up and I and I wander over, you know, do the little like, the, like stretch, like ah, oh, good nap, good nap. Well, how's everyone doing? Not amazing. Rose is a cat. Does put a damper on what? certain things. Yeah. Rose is a is it? Yeah, that I point to the language. That's Rose. It nods. Makeover. You have been asleep for a while. I feel like I've woken I've woken up to weirder circumstances in this group. Roll the dice, go back to sleep. See what happens when you wake up. What kind of circumstances? Listen, that that's that's a whole nother story. It has to do with smiling clown, a barrel full of jelly, and one hell of a nightmare. Uh Rose, can I get you anything? Would you like some catnip? Can you talk to animals? I don't know. Well, I mean you can talk to animals, can they understand? I think that's a better question. I've had um, a great success talking to Igni and <laughs> and a blueberry. So like, I think I think I've got it in the bag. Qualified. Uh, roll me an animal handling. I think. The seven. Oof. Yeah, you don't know. Rose looks frustrated and is just kind of sitting um, right beneath Eliel, looking at you, and then looks up at Eliel, and you can see the lynx's eyes narrow a little tiny bit. And Elio looks down and goes, Oh, don't be so dramatic. It'll, you know, wear off in a day or two. Do you really know that, though? Are, are you just guessing, or are you just saying that? I am very sure. There's like a slight smile on Elio's face as she, as she says this. Can I insight that? Uh-huh. While the conversation continues? <laughs> that checks out of my book. I'm an expert at... Animal uh, handling. A 14. Mm, yeah, she has no idea. I'm gonna shake my head. <laughs> Look away. Okay, so let me get this straight. She looks at the cat. Um, looks at the lynx. Rose, here, is your mental teacher. Childhood friend? Guide, probably. Or, or, or leader? Current leader? Well, no. Random lady we met near a whispering lake. Check. A, way, a lake that whispers, that's news to me. Um, so you're traveling... I'm sorry, I'm, I like to get to know the people I'm traveling with. So you're traveling south down the river in a boat. None of you seem to know anything about each other. And you're traveling with Rose, she points to the links, to become hunters? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty accurate, yeah. 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 It seems like you're very not committed to this goal. Why are you doing this? Circumstances. I mean, we were way more committed when the person vouching for us wasn't a cat. True. We've been through a lot together. Individual reasons. I've heard you die nearly died for each other. Yeah. We almost got arrested. Um, we mm. broke someone out of jail. Um, Lots of crimes on this list. No, no, no. It's not all crimes. <laughs> uh, oh, the good parts. It's, we maybe met an eternal being that scares the crap out of me. And also, they may have killed? Ki killed? It's a... It's a... What's it? It's fired? Oh. The whole Person? questionable, just what? Like, that never really happened. Elio's eyebrow kind of raises. Eternal being? No, no, that's. Alea's just lying. Don't worry about it. Roll me a deception check. <laughs> yes, I am lying. Alea's just lying. You really don't need to know about the celestial that we pissed off. That they probably have. Maybe figured out by now that we pissed them off. I don't know. Think uh, we're deception. Uh, that is a thirteen. Hmm. 
I don't even have to look at the stats because I rolled higher. So I know that's not true. Because she seems like a very honest woman. Unlike you. Know, uh, she waves to the rest of the group. I, I have been known to fiddle with the truth. <laughs> I say no, lie. you roll me a deception check. <laughs> 20. What? <laughs> not, a nat not a natural 20. <laughs> but a 20. My charisma is high. <laughs> Damn. Okay, now that one I believed. But anyway. Do you really want to become just bounty hunters or something? Is there another option? I mean, you brought a turtle into your boat and then made a deal with it. The world is at your fingertips or your lips or whatever. You can the do whatever you want. Thing. She grabs the lynx who starts to struggle and she holds it over the water. One, uh, one let go and the story changes. No, whoa, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Yeah, you're expressly forbidden from causing us harm. Oh, I wouldn't hurt a, hurt a hair on her head, she says it. Mm -hmm. It's a cat. No hair, it's all fur. Fur, fine. <laughs> Tedward is in lawyer mode. <laughs> you could you could put Rose out, right? Rose is Rose is okay. Look, sorry for the third degree. She looks at Tedward. I just like, like I said, I like to get to know the people that I'm traveling with. I've been you with bet. many adventuring parties over the decades. I've met some whose only goal was to slay giants. It's kind of rude. Um, I found another that was obsessed with finding treasure. Um, another one that was, they were hell-bent on, um, building a homeless shelter. That was an interesting caper. Nice. Was it a homeless shelter slash fighting rink? I don't remember the details, I'm gonna be honest. They were almost as boring as traveling with you. Um, uh, our objective is kind of like, go with the flow type of party, you know? Yeah. We I'm have... trying to figure out how to break a curse. Ooh, a curse. This is news. Eliel Scoot puts, takes the, the links that's in her hand that has been struggling and puts Rose back on the, the bottom of the boat and kind of stands up and, like, walks over to you. Um, how tall is Alea? Uh, what's the average for half-elves? They're just, like, human heights, right? Yeah, I mean, usually those kind of things I hand wave. Five, three, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, Eliel is definitely taller than you. Um, and she kind of walks over and is looking down at you with this kind of soft smile. If you remember her description, she's wearing these kind of icy blue, furry, like, winter clothes that are kind of embroidered with swirls of ice and snow. Um, her face is a very, very, very pale blue, and her eyes are like an icy, icy blue as she's looking down at you. You're trying to fix a curse. Who's closest to me besides besides them? Physically or emotionally? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nobody's really close to you. Kind of, you're kind of mysterious. You say vaguely threatening things from time to time, and you throw plants. It's more. I think it's more often than time to time. Uh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you are a fountain of implicit threats. <laughs> well, who? I I'm gonna I'm gonna shrink under under her gaze and be like I'm comfortable and I'm gonna move to someone else. Oh, her insight was terrible. She does not notice that you seem uncomfortable. Oh no, I say I verbalize that. that oh, I, it, it's a whisper, but I, I definitely verbalize it. She takes two steps back. Sorry, sorry, I'm a stranger and all. I get it. You're trying to fix a curse. Now that's a quest worthy goal. I mean, I've kind of strayed from their original task. I, I've definitely ventured way more than uh, originally anticipated. But I'm here. I'm, I'm here for it, you know? Right? You know what kind of curse it is? No. I've been told there is no curse. But I know there is. Roll me. Hmm. Let me have her roll an intake check. Alea truly believes there's a curse. Mm hmm What makes you think there's a curse? Like, family lineage lineage stuff, the fact that, oh, was it born with no moons? The day of no moons? Was it that, was that, was mm -hmm. that the day? Yeah, the, the, um, ah. the final month of the year, there's no moon present, which everyone is superstitious because they believe there's a moon you can't see that's watching. Mm, yes. 
Uh, I kill plants, like was previously stated. Um, it's an accident. I would call it manslaughter, but these are plants. Mm-hmm. Plant, Plant slaughter. slaughter. <laughs> what? Damn it, you beat me to it. Or I call it compost. I would say <gasps> that's a worthy re- Oh, compost. Um. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Well, I think that's a worthy cause to be concerned that there might be some kind of curse. Yeah, it, they said that's what I said. But everyone else I've met has said there's nothing of evidence of that. Tedward is mouthing, there is no curse from behind her. <laughs> Silently. Well, I don't know about either of you three. She motions to the rest of you, but I trust her. There is definitely a curse, and I will help you fix it. Oh my god! <laughs> See? I told you! Wait. You did just turn our friend into a cat. I did not do that. The Feywild did. I mean, indirectly, you kind of did. You you took her to the Feywild, which was a little rude. Did you did you apologize to Rose? She looks at the cat. I'm sorry, Rose. I did not intend for you to turn into a cat. Does, does Rose look relieved, accepting? I don't know. Can you read the body language of a bobcat? I... Or lynx? <laughs> I could try. Is that another like, Yeah, sure. Can't speak to animals. Twenty-one. Um, <laughs> killing it now. Her ears are slightly back. Cats do that when they're kind of frustrated, but like not when they're like in anger mode. Mm. Like okay. ears are slightly back, but the eyes are still big, and she's not like hissing or anything. So I guess that's a good sign. See, I we're all getting closer together. We're all, we're all getting to know each other, you know. Whoever's the closest person, I'm like, gonna do a little like, smack. No, not a smack. A pat on the back. You're just gonna <laughs> slap someone with an open hand. She's just gonna start gnawing on whoever's next to her. Yes, I will make it my goal to help you cure your curse. Thanks. I think. I if I get to choose an animal, like, can I, like, maybe? I don't know. I was kind of vibing that you were a turtle. Maybe maybe I could be a good turtle. Anyway, um Wait, you being a turtle. Or yeah, me? if I if I get turned into an animal, I would like, you know. Why why is it that when we talk about curing your curse, your first intuition is that you're going to be turned into an animal as a result of it? I, mean, I just I'm just trying to see the pattern, okay? She okay. was a turtle. <laughs> Rose is a is a is a cat. You know, there's just the cards are stacked against us. Tedward, roll me a perception check while they're talking. Tedward's perception is 14, which is uncharacteristically high. So I feel like something needs to be, a balance must be maintained. So what can we do to Tedward um, in, the, in the way of physical harm that would explain why his senses are suddenly <laughs> so, so sharp? While this conversation's going on, um, you hear the book behind you scribbling and you look over your shoulder, maybe off in that direction. And not far ahead, you can see the river diverts in two directions. There's a small one, that, a small tributary that goes off to the right, deeper inland. And then ahead, the river just continues south. Um, and as you're approaching this kind of separation, you can see there's a sign pegged into the ground, large. Um, scrawled on it with black paint that says the Wayward Trail. You remember that that is this that is the spot, um, the trail that Rose said you needed to take to get to the Emerald Crossroads. Though it doesn't seem anyone has noticed. So we just missed our our exit, basically. The boat is not going fast, yeah. But you can like you look over here and you you kind of your head swivels. Maybe that's the balance here. You watch it go by. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... There's a sign. A river. Ah. Is your friend having a stroke? He did turn his neck pretty fast. You heard something that sounded a whole lot like fresh creme brulee cracking. We, uh, we missed our turn. What? Oh, that's not good. Um, what would y'all like to do? Who knows how to stop a boat? Chadward is going to take an oar and thrust it into the riverbed to try to stop 
the progress of the boat. Roll me a strength check. Or athletics. Let's call it athletics. It would be really great if that just, like, Are if you? that pole vaulted me. <laughs> just flung me. <laughs> um, oh, I'm actually good at this. This is 17. You jam the oar into the river. I guess big flat side down or handle down. The spanker side down. <laughs> okay. Spanker side down. You slam the oar down into the river, and it's, the water's just deep enough that you feel it catch on some stones on the riverbed. It seems like it's wedged. And the, of all of you abruptly, the boat goes to a hard stop. And can I get a dexterity save from Alea and Thurbash? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I uh, got it. Thir- go ahead. No, no, you go first. 13. Um, Thurbash, you're, you're fine. You, you stumble forward because you're so far back in the boat that you just kind of like tumble into the middle and kind of grab onto the mast in the middle. Um, I got a two. Cool. <laughs> so. so from the side perspective, let's just say you're standing on the shore. You watch this large burly man jab an oar into the ground and the boat goes to a hard stop. And one like short young woman goes flying through the air over the edge. And lands in the river. Oh dear, that's not good. I didn't think this through. I don't know how to t- put a boat in reverse. Um, <laughs> what are you doing, Alea? You're in the water. Matt! Tip five feet, ten feet. Wait, my dirt, my dirt pockets are turning into mud pockets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might weigh me down a little bit. You're all right, uh, fifteen feet. Um, can, how the shore? Um. If you go at a diagonal, it's probably about 40 feet over. If you go at a hard diagonal, this is a very wide river. Wait, hold on. I I, I got this. I can I can turn into an animal. <laughs> I think. You also have a great new nickname. Mud pockets. Mud pockets. <laughs> Mud pockets. <laughs> Mud pockets I'll say. Um, I can, I can, hold on. It, wild shape that's what i need right mm-hmm. i can turn into i shouldn't turn into a bird because then i'll just be a wet bird and i feel like that's just not gonna help me um okay so just to give you an example here from the chart at level four you can turn into something that has a swim speed so you could probably be a fish or like a crocodile or something okay or an egg <gasps> can i be an otter yes i don't think absolutely what do i think of an otter if anything, she'd probably think of like a goldfish. That would be her first panic move. Oh my god, it would take so long for you to see. <laughs> An otter? Okay, so you hit the water. What does it um what does your otter look like as you shift? Um just like like kind of like a drowning rat. Just like really <laughs> struggling. Just struggling. Oh okay, so the otter is struggling. I meant like what does the otter look like? Like a little a, a, an otter. With mud on it, I don't know. <laughs> okay, so like, you no style, no flair, just an otter. No, um, no it's just an otter. You know? Who are you, Tim Gunn? <laughs> no style, no flair, just an otter. Um, so yeah, you you as an otter, you can pretty easily swim because otters are river dwellers. You can you pretty easily swim across and end it up. It could be a city otter. You're a sewer otter. Yep, that's what I am. Sewer Otters is a great name for a gang. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so you swim across and climb up onto the, the, the muddy riverbank um, at the edge of this river. Um, the rest of you, Tedward, can I get another athletics check? That one's an eight. Not stellar. As the um, as you're holding the oar in, you can feel the, the river pulling against you and your muscles are starting to strain. It's like wind, it, you feel winded. No, I don't feel it, but it's happening. Tedward never feels it. <laughs> um, um, Eliel looks at all of you and goes, well, I'm taking a um, a note from that one. And she just leans back. You hear a splash over the side, like on the other side of the boat. And you watch as a turtle comes up from um, the other side and is swimming over towards Alea. Uh... Can, I, can I cast another spell? that while I'm in wild shape? No, right? Uh, no. Otters have clever little hands, why not? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, I would say yes, but as a druid, as you level up, you'll eventually be able to do that. Which is scary as hell, a bear that can cast fireball. <laughs> Wait, I gotta look at something. What if while she's 
an otter. She's a warlock, and her packed weapon is is her favorite rock. Aww. I will say that when you shapeshift, you immediately get a favorite rock as part of the... You're like, oh, my spell components, and you reach down and you feel a pouch and there's a little rock in it, and you're like, ooh. It's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> you're enamored by the rock. I was about to be an otter casting Dust Devil and <laughs> trying to, like, shift the boat, but, um... Okay. You would, it would just turned into mud in the river. You would have <laughs> cast Mud Wave. I'm gonna stand up from my uh, uncompromising position, being like hugging the mast after nearly falling out of the boat. Um, I'm gonna grab my my packed weapon. I'm gonna focus, turn it into a javelin, reach into my bag, pull out the 50 feet of rope that I have still in there, tie it to the base end of the javelin, and try to huck it across the river as a anchor point. Okay, you can roll a, since it's your packed weapon, um, hmm. you can roll me an attack roll or an athletics check, your pick. Uh, I will do a athletics roll. I hope you don't like impale a gnome. Yeah, I'll do the athletics roll. It's a six. Ooh, okay, you throw the javelin and it just lands in the, like, maybe 10, 15 feet shy of the riverbank. Um, but it plops in the water, and because you have a rope, it's not really getting that far away. I'm going to quickly try and pull it back in. Tedward, can I get another athletics check? Sure. 14. 14. Okay, you're holding on steady, and it, you can hear Haley behind you. Like, um, he's, like, maneuvering the um, the rudder of the ship a bit to get it to turn at an angle, and you guys can... Maybe that's why your aim was thrown off there, Bash. But the boat is pivoting around the the oar and kind of aiming towards the, the riverbank now. You know that meme of the kid with the veiny head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Tedward. Quickly... Wait, what? can we just take the next exit? Wait, can you- Who do you think designed the river? <laughs> can we do they understand me if I'm an otter or am I just squeaking? <laughs> yeah, you're just squeaking. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sitting on the, the side of the riverbank. <laughs> and you look to your left and there's a turtle next to you nodding. I'm going to quickly try and pull back the javelin in and huck it one more time. Okay. Nobody on this crew is high enough to understand the two animals talking. Once again. Give me, an, yeah, give me another roll. Please. That's so much better. 21. Okay, Um. so you, what are you aiming for? I'm going to aim for um a patch of ground that looks like compacted dirt. Okay, so you throw it, um, and it sails across the water. Um, rope trailing in the air behind it and it sinks right into the ground and as it lands you see it land in the dirt and you actually watch the tip of the javelin you can see it kind of bending and twisting a little bit and you're like oh no oh that's weird and you see it rooting itself in the ground nice all right i'm gonna firm hold on that rope just to steady ourselves okay um at this point the boat is stuck in place because of tedward um tedward you're not gonna have to roll athletics checks anymore because between you and the rope it's not like you're holding it in place. Cool. And behind you, Hele has managed to divert the, the edge of the boat, and he quickly tells you to let it go. Tedward doesn't believe anybody. He's holding on. <laughs> um, I have a question. I, mm -hmm. I'm still not familiar with, uh, with Wild Shape. Can I change my shape if I've already casted it? Um, by rules, no. But I, if you use it, you want to use another Wild Shape. I don't see why not try to transform into like a, a bigger thing that could possibly help push or move the boat. Can you be two otters? <laughs> oh no. Hippopotamus. Um, um, otter mitosis. Alligator. Yeah, what if the otters just split off? <laughs> to... What? I mean, if you can think of a mundane animal that's big enough, I'll let you do it. Like, like... <sighs> a cow. Be a cow. A cow, a, a, hippo, a hippo. A hippo. Do you know what a hippo is? A hippo's an angry river cow. Ooh. A manatee. Would I know what a hippo is? I feel like you would know what a hippo is. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> a manatee. All right, yeah, let's do- It's let's a do, centaur manatee. Let's do hippo. <laughs> okay. Uh, what does it look like as you anamorph from an otter to a hippo? Probably looks painful, huh? <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you saw a hippo I don't in even... character? 
It probably would have been like in a book or something, right? Roll me a history check. We're gonna see how bad this hippo looks. Oh, <laughs> I love to say, like, how how on point is your hippo anatomy? It's like what you think a hippo looks like. <laughs> it's a centaur manatee. A twelve. So the hippo appears, but it's spotted. Okay. Which is a little weird. Um, it's got human hands. <laughs> and you look. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. It's a cursed hippo. Um, actually, you know what? Though? Let's let's do this. Av, with a twelve, it's like an average rough memory of a hippo. And like, what's wrong with your hippo? <laughs> what, what is it wrong with hippo? Let's be real. Um, it probably has like a beak of some sort. You know how like hippos actually have like the really big mouths, yeah. but it, this one kind of like, like like a like a like a sea not a seagull like a what are those like, what are those like birds with a big mouth pelican pelicans like a oh. pelican mouth okay yeah so instead of like the normal bulbous like you know bubble shape you get on a hippo's mouth with the big teeth it's just like this weird pelican beak um and oh, you guys fuck yes you watch as this otter you watch as this otter just suddenly and balloons into this weird animal and is now looking at the boat what do you do av i try to to like can a pelican beak even like be helpful in this situation? Do I have? Do, do we? Is it canon well, that I have the human hands? Because that would be helpful. To try well, to so move the so boat. hippos. Um, one. Wow, hippos in D and D fifth edition are apparently very high challenge rating. Whoops. They're apparently oh. like just a tarasque. <laughs> well, you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. This isn't a regular hippo because your <laughs> your hippo's weird. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. They got a lot of body mass. So you can, and the hippos can, they have total control, they have control over their own buoyancy. So like, if you don't know what that means, they can float at whatever depth they want to. Hmm. So if you wanted to like get behind the boat and just swim it forward, you could, um, against yeah, the river. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to the back and then like, kind of like nudge it back towards the exit that we need to get at. Okay, roll me an athletics check, I think. As a hippo, your strength is going to be a plus four. Okay, that's good, because my strength is terrible. 13 plus four. 18. 7, 18. Tedward, are you still holding the oar? Yes. Just roll me a strength check. <laughs> no. 11. Um, so, Evie, you start to push the, the boat from underwater, and Thurbash, with you holding the rope, and you can see the sail is kind of catching... The wind is not favorable right now, but with AV's help, you guys are pushing the boat closer and closer to the shore. Um, and Tedward, as you're like, no, I will not let this, you hear a snap as the oar snaps underwater beneath you. And you, what do you do? My half just hits me right in the face. <laughs> Ooh, crab. Oh no. Oh. Roll me a D4. I can give you some serious contusions. Uh, four. Before you hit yourself right in the nose with the the handle oh. of the oar, and there goes the tooth I just put back in. Oh, no, <laughs> hold on, I'm gonna roll a d20 to see if it lands in the boat or the river. Oh, it's in the river. <laughs> yeah, you hit it and you watch the tooth sail into the water. Plunk. Um, yeah, and with Avi's help, along with Haley, kind of holding the like holding the um. The control mechanism at the back of the ship to keep the rudder straight the ship slowly gets pulled towards the um the bank of the river and after about a minute of fighting against the the current the boat like gently goes right up against the shore um you're probably about two three hundred feet down river from the tributary that you saw but you managed to make it <sighs> you guys watch this weird hippo climb out of the water <laughs> God. <laughs> Just foxtrot its freakish way out of the water. <laughs> what kind of what kind of sound does this thing make? make? The sound a grasshopper would make if it was the size of a hippo. Oh, no. Mixed oh, with the terrible. laughter of self-satisfied psychopath children. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god, this nightmare hippo. Oh god. Um, 
Okay, kid. I'm I'm gonna turn back into into the the five three high elf. Okay, yeah. You you morph back. Um, I think this did that use all your wild shapes for the day. I I'm gonna say I probably. Yeah. Oh yeah, it said you can use this feature twice. So you shift back, and at this point, Haley has kind of gotten the boat down and secured. Um, and Eliel is a turtle, and you watch her. And you blink. Actually, you don't even see her transform. You just blink, and she's a person again. Hey, folks, and welcome to the mid-roll. So, first things first, housekeeping, as always. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Twitter, at Tales of Asperon. That's A-S-P-E-R-R-A-N. When we're not releasing episodes, I'm usually on there putting out cool tweets for the show. Sometimes we do polls for new NPCs new magic items, and cool things in the world that you can take an active part in making by voting on these polls. You can also support the show by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Kind words mean the world to indie creators like us. And sharing those kind words with everyone else means even more. We're a word-of-mouth production, and we don't pay for ads. So we rely on your support to spread the joy of our stories to the rest of the world. If passive support isn't your thing, well, we now have merch on Redbubble. I've personally designed some stickers, t-shirts of our characters, buttons, and posters, all designed with a helping hand from Mars Maybe Gaming on Twitter, who created our character art. Any purchases made here will directly support the hosting costs of our show and our website, so you can fund us directly and get some good-looking merch out of it. The link for that is in our episode description, and we occasionally post it on Twitter when we drop new products. This week, we have a cross-promotion with... Dimension Door. I'm just kidding, I already knew who it was. Dimension Door is amazing, and they're a longtime friend of our show. Take it away. When the warmth of summer is under threat... I spy with my little eye something big and gray. Oh man, that's a big storm cloud over there, don't you know? One group will brave the storm. Ugh, Suka, it is colder than Baba Yaga's tits out here. Literally, right now. We must use our most powerful weapon. Quick, everyone, love each other. You can listen to the adventure. If you climb in the saddle, you best be ready for the ride. Roll the dice and have some feelings with the Dimension Tour podcast as they play through Paizo's Reign of Winter. Oh, except, you know, you don't actually need to roll the dice because we, we like, we, we pre-recorded this whole thing and we already rolled the dice, so. Shmerigold. No, we are recording right now. Oh, dear. Good girl. Just quiet, All right, let's get back to the show. And at this point, the boat is docked on the riverbank. What would y'all like to do right now? Can someone make a mental note for me to get a book of animals, please? I did it. It didn't feel right, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't look right. <laughs> We're going to need fan art of this weird thing. Oh, God. Somebody out there with... Lots of trauma. Get on that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a hippo that squawks like a big ass bass bird. Mm. Do we remember how this this boat was like a foldable boat, right? Or or something? Is that in character? It wasn't always this... a boat. It was it was something else before it was a boat, like a box. No, he's right. It was. Yeah, it definitely was. Do we know how to turn it back into a box I... and not a boat? I want to wrap up my boat. I don't know. I want to put my boat in a doggy bag so I can carry it with me. Because, I don't know, Rose can't really voice her opinion right now as she's a lynx, I say as I glare at Eliel. But I feel like she doesn't want to lose her boat. Behind you, you hear the sound of a, a lynx shaking off all the water in its fur. Does anyone have what's the what's the spell that that can just like fix this dry to make us all dry again? Dry spell. Prestidigitation. <laughs> oh, dry spell! Did you really just say that? Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. Seeing that, um, seeing that Rose the Lynx is is all wet and um, Alea the no longer hippo is all wet, and we're all probably not very clean. 
I'm just going to quickly pew, 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 press to digitate uh, the water off real fast. Nice. Tedward dehydrates like a raisin and collapses on the deck of the boat. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he must have really strained himself. Your magic is too strong. <laughs> Can I depress no, the really. digit? <laughs> that would be awesome, though, if you just fucking shrink wrapped me. Dehydrate. The spell is called to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I'm dirt pockets again? Your mud. Uh, hmm. Yes. You're back to being dirt pockets. Unless Thurbash intentionally left them as mud. No, I would not intentionally leave the the okay. mud as mud pockets. I'll probably just put some extra. Uh, I almost said mud. I probably put just some reach extra down and just grab some more dirt. Just, just. To... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just to like fluff it up a little bit more. All right. So that was a good first step. Thank you, Tedward. Um, I wasn't paying attention. We probably would have missed that. I mean, we still did, don't we? Don't we? Do we have to like drag the boat backwards now? What are we gonna do? Well, if we can figure out how to turn it back into a box, then we won't have to drag it. Um, everyone, roll me a perception check. Okay, so that's a crit fail, uh... but it makes sense because like I'm blinded by being smacked in the face by uh, an oar. I got a 25. I just like to imagine Tedward like looking at the boat, but he has two black eyes, so he can't see anything. No, no. You, Avi, Alea, you're while they're all having this conversation, you kind of notice the Lynx Rose get up and walk over to the boat and hop up onto the side and like kind of walk over towards the mast of the ship and kind of vanish from your sight because like, you know, the boat has a be inside and Rose has climbed in. I'm going to follow her in case she needs some human hands. Some appendages. You you look in and you see Rose is kind of sitting um, at the very base of the mast and like pawing at the wood and looking at you. I follow her lead. <laughs> um, you see you see pretty clearly that she's pawing at um, some type of um, like arcane glyph that is etched into the mast of the boat. Do I poke it? I'm gonna poke it. Um, the moment you touch it, for a brief moment, you hear the sound of an ocean wave. You smell salt water in the air. Weirdly, the, the, the smell of fish at low tide. And you hear wood beneath your feet start to crackle and the whole ship begins to change around you. Oh. The ship has started to fold in on itself and collapse into the mask, and you, Haley, and Rose have plopped down onto the ground, into the dirt and mud. Okay. Um, and in your, right where your hand was, you're holding a small length of wood, probably about two feet long. You didn't mention Tedward. Oh, you're on the oh, boat. No. Yeah, you you plop oh, no. down into the... I guess at, the, at this edge of the river, it's not very deep. You plop down into, like, knee-deep water. I was so ready to get, like, folded into the boat and have my own solo episode where I was, like, in boat zone. Boat zone. <laughs> so. Rudy's got the boat. And with that, Ilea, you have the, the, the rod for the boat in your hand. I got it! And I'm gonna crouch down and be like, high five, teamwork, to to Rose. Rose paws you. Oh, adorable. Uh, <laughs> she's like a cat on the internet! <laughs> I don't oh. know what that is. Uh, yeah. Literally. To delay, I just have a stroke. No. Uh, okay. What, where are we going? What's the direction? <laughs> oh, you are, how have you not died already? I feel like, I feel like that's, that's a question I should ask myself. That's a Every very day. good question. Stubbornness. Mm. Who's carrying the, um, our, our, uh, infinite bag of bags? bag that holds things uh yeah, the the big bag who am i carrying who's carrying it i don't know actually i, I shouldn't be allowed to carry it i think it's either you or Haley, but i'm not it sure. might be Haley. it might be Haley. let's all agree to just hand him the boat box and so he can put that in the bag that holds things yes. so that we don't have to worry about it i agree and then we'll we'll make our way on the what winding path uh, i don't remember what it's called Way, wayward path the wayward path that's the one we are so good at remembering the thing <laughs> i mean so far the only thing i'm good at is stopping boats mm. that's not true 
You're good at uh, being punching like, ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I did that. That's true. Uh, getting someone out of uh, getting arrested um, with a potato sack. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a vigilante? Hmm. Tedward doesn't believe in laws, so I think a vigilante has to have something to uphold. So mm. he's an anarchist. Not that Tedward is an anarchist. Tedward just. Tedward's just like, um, like a why botherist. Like, why bother with all these laws people are gonna break? Fair. So while you're all. Bless you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so while you're all kind of standing here, you know, a couple hundred feet up the road or up the, the riverbank is the kind of tributary or that leads up towards the Wayward Trail. Is there anything you all would like to do? I think this is a good spot to fade out for this re this recording. No, I was trying to think of what I wanted to do, but I don't have anything that I want to do, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ted was going to ask Alea what the glyph on the boat looked like. And he's going to wonder if he draws it on someone's forehead and then pokes it. If they'll pretzel themselves. They'll turn into his a horrified gaze. <laughs> Um, I will look over at Rose with a kind of, is that possible? Like, holy shit. Oh Can my I get God. a supervisor over here? <laughs> so. I need an adult. This, that's a perfect note to end on. As you guys are having this discussion, Alaya, you look at the, the bobcat or the lynx, basically the same thing. And you see this kind of head tilt. You don't know if it's confusion or affirmation, but the cat is regarding all of you. And we fade away as your kind of conversation about folding someone into a pretzel. It was then we realized it was not the same links oh my as, God. As, we, as we had on the boat before everybody got thrown overboard. No. Different links. Different links. That's the name of this episode. As our dear adventurers stand on the riverbank discussing the morals of crime and the arcane mechanics of folding boat runes, our view pulls away and winds deeper into the forest beyond, along the wayward trail. The calming trickle of the Opal River fades from our ears and is drowned out by the chilling silence of a forest of shadow. Hardy oak trees tower over our heads and ascend into the darkness of the thick canopy above. In this sea of darkness, a single light washes over the canopy, revealing a group of large iridescent moths clinging to the bark of a nearby tree. Startled, they flutter from their perch, leaving a fine mist of twinkling dust in their wake as they fly off to find a new place to perch in the solace of night. Standing below, we see a stout, muscular halfling holding a torch, surveying the forest and the long-abandoned wayward trail. In this near darkness, his undercut blonde hair reflects the torchlight like a small beacon, and his simple beaten chain shirt clinks beneath his tattered green and brown vestments. The brush nearby parts as a tall white-furred deer steps towards this figure and into the light which dances in its milky white eyes. Atop its head is a widened, beautiful rack of antlers tangled with spider webs that never seem to sway with the wind here. This halfling looks towards the deer and we see his face clearly, a stern, battered visage with a scar crossing his right eye. He stares at the deer as the torchlight reflects in his own eyes, one emerald green and the other a decadent cinnamon brown. It's getting too dark for me to check the river trail. Keep an eye on the path. If you find anyone, let me know. If I go much further, I won't make it back to the cabin safely. The deer nods in acknowledgement and scrapes its hoof in the soft soil below, letting out a snort. <laughs> Good. I'll be heading back. If anyone approaches, I'll be there. The deer nods once again, and its antlers glow with a faint green light in the cracks of its making. 
and at the halfling's belt, a hand axe of similar make glows in unison. They nod in agreement, and the halfling man makes his way towards the wayward trail. As a steward of this land, where mortal feet dare not tread. Not anymore. Not since the thousand branches has taken root here. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show. You may have noticed the new logo and branding we've got floating around. Don't worry, our shows aren't going anywhere. You're still going to get two different shows in the same world every week. This project is going somewhere really awesome, and I wanted these two shows to feel distinct from the overall brand, because I love them both equally, and I don't want you to feel like one is a sideshow, you know? Anyways, our release days have moved to Mondays, but... You can still catch us on our usual platforms because, you know, that's how podcasts work. It's great. The mysterious figure mentioned in our closing scene is played by Sundragon, who you may recognize from the Gilded Lily podcast. He plays the magic-obsessed warlock, O'Reilly. Our songs and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, which you can find in our episode description and on their Bandcamp pages. We're also using tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios to add a little bit more moodiness to our narrative. And so far, it's been working great. Anyways, stay safe and see you soon. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that volume's good. I have my own internal volume control, Michael. My floor tastes like turmeric. Mm. I'm glad I have that on recording. Are you having curry? Or, or, I don't know. What else? There's a lot of things that feature turmeric. Well, I mean, famously and primarily Pop-Tarts. Ooh, turmeric Pop-Tarts. It's a taste that can't be... You don't get your tandoori-style... Oven-fired Pop-Tarts? <laughs> Oven-fired Pop-Tarts. Brick-oven Pop-Tarts? Actually, you know what? If they made non-Pop-Tarts, I'd probably buy them. Not gonna lie. <laughs> like, n- little non-Pockets. Non-Pockets! <laughs> okay, that's on recording. Awesome. Um, okay. Everybody good? Yeah. Okay. Um... Don't accept you.